And sitting in studio today, both we have Sheriff Shane Nelson and Jason Wall with the Deschutes County Sheriff's Office. Good morning to you both. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. So, uh, right out of the box, we've got this news story today that uh, there are a couple of big busts. Uh, one in Legrand, 100,000 fake oxycodone bills, powdered fentanyl, and six pounds of cocaine. And then in uh, Monday in Salem, or, or just south on, on, on Sunday, actually, 51 pounds of meth, 31 pounds of fentanyl, nine pounds of cocaine, two pounds of heroin. I mean, drugs are everywhere in this state. What are you seeing? Well, we are seeing a, a huge increase in fentanyl, and we'll continue to see that. And it's it's about simple economics, supply and demand. And we've talked about a number of, of factors that go into that equation and, and why we're seeing that. And really, when you start talking about the, the reason you need secure borders, this is a prime example. There's a lot of political discussions about secure borders. And look, I understand parts of both sides. But when you want to look at it just very uh, factually, if you don't have a secure border, it's hard to keep things out. And I understand the, the conversation about wanting uh, new citizens coming into the country to have a, a quicker process. I appreciate that. But we've got to make sure we have security at the borders. When we're looking at fentanyl, first of all, fentanyl is, is very inexpensive to make. We've talked about that you don't have certified chemists adding this drug to other drugs or, or making sure what the makeup is, so you have the, the fear of overdoses. And you just mentioned two pounds were seized on I-84 near Legrand by our partners with the Oregon State Police. Two pounds has the potential to kill 500,000 people. Uh, 2022 seizures for the DEA, enough seized to kill everybody in America. Uh, and that didn't include Customs and Border Patrol seizures, which had about 50,000 pounds of powdered fentanyl when the year before they had seized 11,000 pounds of powdered fentanyl. A lot of this fentanyl is coming from Mexico. They've got these labs in Mexico where they're making these counterfeit pills, which are very hard to tell from, from real pills, and that is coming into the United States. Uh, fentanyl, small, uh, small particles, enough, a few grains of sand is enough to have a lethal effect on people and take people's lives. CDC said 150 folks a day on average are being, kill, being killed by fentanyl overdoses. And I, I suspect we're, we're going to continue to see that increase. One of the real dangers of fentanyl is with our younger community members, our children. Um, at times when uh, our young folks were experimenting with these drugs, they were thinking that was the actual drug they are using. These drug cartels are adding fentanyl to other drugs to increase the potency, which will increase the demand for the product because they're trying to get people hooked on this uh, illegal drug so they can sell more. They don't care if people die. They want to make money on the black market. So people are, are testing these substances and they have fentanyl in them. And there is, again, no certified chemist who's determining how much fentanyl is added to any of these drugs. And so people, depending on their tolerance for a drug, are overdosing on the drug. So it's a real problem right now. 
Our office just had a, a large seizure that was in the news, and, and we've had several, a large seizure that was in the news of uh, thousands of, of counterfeit pills, and, and they're currently investigating that because you always want to try and go through that chain of supply and try and get the larger fish, if you will, the, the bigger supplier so that you can shut down that drug trafficking organization and hold those folks accountable. Now, you mentioned stopping it at the source. That's out of our power to do here locally. So locally, what do you advise people to do? Well, locally, I think we just need to make sure we have a conversation with our kids, our loved ones, our family members, our friends, and say, listen, it's it's a lot more dangerous to be, quote, experimenting uh, with things that, that you really don't know what's in them. So to me, that conversation and, and community-minded focus is what we really need to be looking toward. How early do parents need to start talking to children about drugs? I, I started talking to uh, our kids when they were very young. Uh, just that you don't, you know, you, you don't try things that you don't know what's in them and that they could always come to me and have an open conversation about any questions they might have or call me if they're in a dangerous situation or perceived dangerous situation, no questions asked, I'll go get my child. So I don't think uh, any age is too young. I mean, we talk to our kids about, hey, don't eat Tide Pods or don't, you know, don't go under the kitchen cabinet or play with the cleaners. There's a lot of things that we talk to our kids about for, for their safety. And, and so I don't think uh, any age is too young. There's a bill in the legislature to expand access to Narcan. Do you think that will make a difference? I think here's the one thing about Narcan. It is, it, it is a great medicine. It is a great thing that reverses uh, the effects of, of an overdose but it is it's a safety measure it's a response system so i don't think that's going to solve the dangers of fentanyl that is going to save lives so that we can keep community members and family members alive so that they can get back on the path to being a productive citizen but that is just a response system I mean, again, what we really need to do is make sure we're having those those conversations, and we've really got to get back to secure borders. We got to put some of these political conversations aside and take a look at public safety, because if we want to remain a strong nation, we've got to make sure we're not letting these illegal substances affect our young people. Changing subjects uh, just for a second, there's a bill in the legislature that looks like it's going to allow photo radar in all Oregon cities. Right now it's only allowed in 10 cities, I believe, and and, uh, Portland's the only one using it to its effect. Is that something that you would want to see here? And if so, how would that come into place? Well, the the thing about photo radar, I mean, there's two schools of thought there. I, I always worry when you lose that personal connection of a law enforcement officer actually having the opportunity to educate somebody on the law and, and also then get their side of the story about what occurred because there there's always circumstances that are surrounding any type of enforcement action but i don't fault agencies that want to use photo radar traffic safety is a high priority on our list and as we are no stranger to serious crashes around here or fatal crashes around here um, anything that we can have that can help with uh, better traffic safety is is a good thing but um, so I, I really don't have a stance on the photo radar bill. I understand the need for it. 
Um, that's not something I would have our office do right away. I'd really want to do some research and see how that might help us. And, and um, I, I just don't want to lose that personal connection between law enforcement officers while they're out there enforcing the law. FM News 100.1, KBND. We're talking to Sheriff Shane Nelson, Deschutes County Sheriff, here in studio. Appreciate that. Jason Wall is sitting right next to him. In the and stress he, list, Frank. He gets the stress list today. I don't know why, because that's Shane's chair, but he gave it to Jason today. and I'm, that's, he's I'm getting jealous. Giver. I'm he's envious. I've tried. I've tried to give it up a few times. What's up with you, Jason? Well, uh, I'd like to point out, to dovetail into what the sheriff was talking about in regards to the fentanyl epidemic that we're facing, the sheriff's office offers a number of free shred events, which includes uh, free drug disposal. So on May 20th at our sheriff's office in Lapine, the substation, we're offering a free shred event to include any personal documents that you might have in your residence that's uh, gotten too large to use a personal shredder, uh, any type of uh, distressed or any weathered flags that you may want to get rid of, and then also drug uh, disposal. A lot of people in our community have family members that have passed away that were on strong uh, prescription medications. And a lot of people don't know what to do with them. So we encourage them to bring them down to our shred events and we can dispose of them for them. So What's again, the number one thing you don't want them to do with those drugs? We don't want them to remain in the household, to fall into the hands of, of children or other family members. And we also don't want them to dispose of them uh, traditionally down the toilet. A lot of people would flush them. Uh, it's bad for our water here in Central Oregon. So. All right. That's going to do it for our time today, gentlemen. Thank you, Jason Wall and Sheriff Shane Nelson with us today. Thank you, Frank. Thank Good you. to see you both. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.